This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by McDelivery, bringing you the food you know you love. McDelivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result, unlike the Owls, you'll always be winning with McDelivery. So there's only one thing left to say, what's everybody having? Order now on the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too, so that ordering today means you'll get some tasty rewards later on. And between you and me, if you order just before kickoff, you can get it just in time for half-time, but I've not told you that. Only via the app at participating restaurants, 18 plus rewards registration required. Points only on menu items, delivery free and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. See you later. The Wednesday Week is sponsored by Michael Constantine Wealth Management. We bet you can't find a financial advisor closer to Hillsborough Stadium. Hello, good evening and welcome to another episode of the Wednesday Week. My name's Dan Fudge and with me I've been joined by Simon, Vic, Stevie and Ben and we're going to be talking about last minute winners, unfortunately the wrong way this week and uh, we're going to be talking about our trip over the Pennines I'm going to be talking about someone else's trip over the Pennines. So uh, without any further adieu, is it adieu or adieu? Adieu means goodbye. Without any further ado, let's uh, let's talk about our trip away at what used to be called the Reebok Stadium in Old Money. What's it called now, Si? Uh, University of Bolton. Shit name. Uniball. Uniball. Because, because every town now has a university, doesn't it? So. Hey, I nearly went to Bolton University. I went <laughs> on an open day and everything. Did you? Back in the day, it was one of the only universities. This is digressing already. We've only just started. Uh, so, what, 15, 16, 17 years ago when I was looking at universities, um, Bolton got funding from the Brit School and from the BBC to provide a media studies degree. And they were one of the only universities in the country that offered so, such a degree. So, so, oh. when you, so, so when you come to Sheffield, you, you go to Lednall. So did, did you have a night out at Phoenix? No, I went with my dad. And <laughs> I looked around and went, do you know what, Dad? I don't think I want to go to university. And fast forward to maybe mid-30s and I work in one and lecture in one. So there we go, full circle. Fucked it. <laughs> so, <laughs> so there you are. Uh, that, you know, that's Bolton. Uh, they've spent all that money that they had on university degrees and spent it on naming the stadium. So that's nice, isn't it? Now, Ben, you were there on uh, on Saturday. Uh, were it warm enough for you, pal? No, we've, as we've just mentioned. It, absolutely... Well, they don't know. They haven't listened to that bit. That's why no, we're exactly. in again. <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, hopefully a lot of people that are listening went and will also know that we're absolutely Baltic. Um, we set off about half 12-ish and I said, I'll be all right with a jumper, won't I? And um, I'm glad I got told to take a coat because it was... Was cold. that your mum? It was, yeah. <laughs> I'm glad because it was absolutely freezing. It was, it was winter. I swear, to, I swear to God, every time I've ever gone to a football game, even now in my advanced years, my mum still tells me to take a jacket. And you know what? 100% of the time she's been correct to buy one. You don't know how cold it is, do you? You know what I mean? I remember going to this game at uh, away at Pride Park. We got spanked 3-0. Paolo Di Canio uh, played, if I remember rightly. We got, and they did not fill in that corner at Derby County. And we said, come on, lads, let's wear our new orange away shirts. Let's just wear them. We'll be right. Hailstones, sleet, coming in sidewards. Worst day in my damn life. Lost yeah, I remember Derby County, first match of the season, probably about 10 years ago. And I went and I wore Ugg boots and a denim skirt because, you know, naughties. And it was absolutely boiling. Like, they were passing out water. The stewards were actually bringing water up into the corner of the stand because people were that hot. So, you never know. You never know. Simon, <laughs> you never did know. you wear your gilet? I wore a gilet, yeah. Because you never... <laughs> My mum's not here to tell me to put a coat on, so I was undecided. And so I went with the gilet, and the Lancashire weather proved me right. That gilet was just right. It was neither not too hot nor too cold. Just right. 
Um, but that that ground is in the middle of nowhere, isn't it? It's all it's, it's. I think it's quite high up as well, and I think it's exposed to all the weathers. And even though it was a beautiful sunny day, but then at one point it was like heavens opened and it snowed virtually, didn't yeah, it? It was, it was sleet, yeah. 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 So welcome back to Weather Chat. Uh, my name's Dan Fudge. Don't forget, it is springtime and it is warm enough for just a light jacket or a gilet, uh, as uh, as we uh, as we said. Now, Steve. As we started out, we um, it looks like that Liam Palmer has been dropped down a little bit over the last few games. I mean, as daft as it sounds, I don't think you can argue much about uh, the form that Hunt's in and uh, Story Dean and Hutchinson and, and and their roles. You know what I mean? I don't think I don't think many would have many complaints about it. I think there was the main complaint in terms of lineup was Mendes Lang once again being pushed up front. Now. It's become apparent before that that's not been his position, and it, and it's not great for him to play there. But who would you drop in that squad to to accommodate for him? Right? Yeah, I, I, I think that's the issue, isn't it? I think Moore's got his mind his, his mind's made up on the fact that he's going to get shoehorning uh, Mendes Lang somewhere somehow. Um, I think the issue has been that he's he's naturally a better wing back. Um, than striker, but the, the the former Hunt two in two as was, and Marvin Johnson. I think we, we we've spoken about on a number of occasions. He being sort of a front runner, or is is definitely in the conversation for Player of the Year. Uh, you can't leave him out, and it's very difficult to leave Hunt out. I don't know if um, I don't know if Moore's looked at it on Saturday and, and gone, well, Bolton have got players missing. It's an opportunity for us. I know we we, we spoke last week about the, the fact he, he seems to be intent on rotating. Um, on paper, I don't think there was anything necessarily wrong with the starting lineup last Saturday. I think I looked at it at two o'clock. I think most Wednesday fans would have looked at it. You, you, you can turn your nose up at the fact that uh, Mendes Long might not necessarily be a, a striker, an out and out striker, and we've got Berahino on the bench. But for me, at two o'clock, I was relatively happy with the, the starting 11. Yeah, fair enough. But, you know, I, I don't think many had many had a complaint. I think the only question mark would have been NML. And we'll talk about him later on about what, you know, whether we'd be somebody we'd take a look at next season. Now, Simon, you know, the, the game started quite well. And in terms of shots on goal and, and statistics and all the rest of it, we battered him, didn't we? We did batter them. We did. I think in the first 10, 15 minutes, Baz, Barry, Barry Bannon had three superb shots. We were virtually behind goal looking down the pitch and so I think the third one he hit pretty much went out but the first two were great shots saved by the keeper back to Mendes Lang he he missed a sitter in the first half and and like he did last week and um I did say to Ethan I, I will rue that miss um and and we were on top and we just couldn't put it put it put it away and and, and it was that was the disappointing aspect of it is that Bolton weren't very good. Bolton weren't very good at all. Um, and, and Wednesday were the far better side. And, and we rue, you know, obviously we know the result, but those missed chances are just, we can't keep going games like that and missing those chances. Got to put them away. And no, I didn't have an issue with Mendes Lang playing up front, but when we changed it in the second half and put Berahino on, I thought we looked a different side. Um, obviously, we'll talk about that, I suppose, uh, in a mo. But yeah, we battered them in first half. To go in nil nil was a result for them. Yeah, absolutely. Now, now, Ben, I'll, I'll come to you next. Now, it's happened a couple of times now, and I remember it, it being quite prevalent at, at Gillingham about George Byers and his his recent form. Do you reckon he's he's in a slump, or do you reckon that was a roll of the dice to uh, to try and change it up a little bit by by bringing Patterson on? Um... I don't think it's a slump. I, I, I don't think he's been exceptionally good last few weeks. At the same time, I don't think he's been being bad at all. I think it would just. I, I wouldn't have. I wouldn't have brought Patterson on at that point. To be honest, when he were lining Patterson and Berrini up, I thought he could have possibly been taking Gregory off. Not that he had a, a particularly bad game. He was just a bit quiet, and he, he picked up what looked like an injury at first half, but then come round from that. Um, I think by the time half time had come, so yeah, I don't think it's a change I'd have made to to be honest. But I think it were more to accommodate keeping Mendes Lang on, as we've already sort of alluded to, as well as having Berahino on rather than Byers having a bad game. Mm-hmm. Um, as Simon said, I think Berahino he he had a big part of playing the goal, 
Um, the little flicking behind onto Marvin Johnson, I think it was, that we then uh, got the corner, got the cut, and then scored from the corner. So, <laughs> to come back to your original point, I don't think Baez is having a particularly bad time. I think you, you, you keep that, that midfield three consistent until the end of the season. There's nothing wrong with that. I do just think as good as Mendes Lang's been out wide, the chances that he's missed in the last couple that we've that we've alluded to mean for me Berahino has to start. Um we always changed changed game at Doncaster, changed that at Bolton, scored an hat trick and then has not started since I don't think, which has been harsh on him. Um because he's looked good whenever he's played sort of sort of post Christmas to be fair to him. So at the same time, I, I wouldn't have. I, I didn't moan at that starting lineup, like we've said. It's it's a strong starting lineup that should nice. win the game anyway. It's nice to have a turn up about not moaning a starting lineup. Go on, Steve. Um, I know it's early, and we 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 we've not finished sort of analysing the the game, but I think it's interesting. We're, we're at a point at the minute where um, Moore seems to have a a, a a depth within his squad that means that he's actually got to make some decisions. Uh, in terms of the starting lineup, he's he's got to decide whether or not to put uh, Mendes Lang in or Berrino. He's got to decide whether Mendes Lang goes in up top or out wide. Um, we've got Pato sat on the bench. He's you know we're at a point now where for the first time this season, after forty odd games, we're now looking at the, uh, a situation where he's having to have conversations with lads that are being left out of the squad full full stop because there's not enough room for him. And I I think that's just an interesting thing to be to be thinking about at the moment. We, we've talked about whether or not he's the right person for the job. We've talked about his team selection and everything else. He's brought these players in and, and now we're at a point where for the first time this season in April, he's now having to manage a squad and pick a side where he's, he's not had to do that previously. His hand's been forced. Yeah, there's been a, there's been a few times during the season where, you know, Byers came in because he had to put him in. Uh, you know, we were we had Adenara and Shadipo and all. You know what I mean? And and those players and buyers had to come in. He really performed. He was the you know employee of the month, wasn't he, for February? Now, now, Vic uh, Lee Gregory is a is an interesting one. I think without him, we're, we we just seem to lack a little bit of what's the word? The Harry and the agitation. He's he's a proper old school striker, isn't he? That's something that we've not had for a very, very long time. And I think they made a big deal of that when we signed him. Um, but yeah, just going on from what the guys have said, what Stevie just said, like, it's interesting that we're at a point now that I think, all right, given the goal that we conceded, maybe this isn't the right point. But I think as a defence, he's got a good lineup. He's got mm-hmm. the right choice. I think as a midfield, he does. And I think with Gregory, he does. He's just got to decide who that other person is that goes alongside Gregory. And obviously... Without injuries, she might say Windass, but then Windass says he isn't a striker. And, you know, there's all that side of things. But, yeah, it's, um, yeah, Lee Gregory's just, I mean, he's the same age as me, for God's sake. Like, I can't even come upstairs without being out of breath. And, you know, this time, I think I shared with you guys a photo I found from a night out uh, probably 10, 12 years ago when he was an electrician. And, uh we used to go on nights out and he was an electrician and now he's playing up front for Wednesday at 33, 34 years old. So the guy is, you know, he's got to be just beating Ben for fitness and you, Fudge. Oh, oh mate, my, mine's all show muscles, mate. You know what I mean? Um, <laughs> but yeah, he's, he's an old school out and out striker, isn't he? And that's, that's what we have been lacking over the last few years. I don't mm-hmm. think since you sort of, Maybe Stephen Fletcher, Gary Hooper, but in flashes, there was never a consistent sort of level with them. I think he's been the first person for a while that if he's on the pitch, he's either going to score or as a team, we're going to score because he's on the pitch. Mm-hmm. Um, and I don't think as yet he's been outmarked particularly. I think he had two or three on him all the time on Saturday, but he still managed to get in and around them. Um, if I was an opposition manager, I'd be marking down our midfield three I wouldn't be even looking at the strikers because I think if you close them down you've you've shut the game down but at the moment we're fortunate that people seem to go oh Lee Gregory scores goals let's put three on him and <laughs> and that's and that's like Bayers, Luongo and Vaz yeah it's his ability to get behind play behind defenders mm. as well isn't it he, there was a couple of times on Saturday where he thought it's a lost cause the ball's coming over the top and the next minute Gregory's got it and mm-hmm. and he and I think that's where with Shadipo in was it the Cambridge game? He he 
came into his own. And he's not going to be, as Ash, Ash said at the start of the season, he'll never score 20. I think he's right. I don't think he will be a 20-goal scorer. But if you look at the number of assists or, or the fact that he pulls players away from, from people like Shadipo, then um, you know he, he, he is somebody who you need in your side. He's a, he's a great asset to Wednesday. Regards, uh, to, regards to the, the players having a, a bigger selection of players, is this where we're struggling now that we don't have a sort of reserve team anymore? Are, are we, are we, are we, are we, have we got an issue here that the players can't impress in a reserve team like we used to have in the night, the nineties um, where they could play the football and impress and knock on the door of the manager that the manager's having to make decisions from what he's seeing in training uh, and picking players because the Mendes Lang issue obviously has come back from an injury and, and his form before he got injured was absolutely superb. But then players have come into form after that with the fact we've, you know, Hunt uh, on one side uh, and, and you, you, look at, you look at that and you think you don't change a winning formula as Vic was saying and, and, and it, it, the team writes itself and has written itself over the, over the last few weeks, months, other than, you know, swapping and changing it around up front. It's down to Mendes Lang to show and do something, say, in reserve games, to knock on the door of the manager, to get in the team, to displace whoever's in the side playing in his position. I think you're right. I don't think that, that what we're saying is any slight on NML at all. No, you know what I mean? We, sure. I, I think it's because he's such a quality player, we're, we're playing him out of position. You know what I mean? Uh, because we are endeavouring to shoehorn him in somewhere. And uh, and that's you know that's probably where he's struggling. That Vic mentioned earlier on players like Gary Hooper and um, and Stephen Fletcher. Now Fletcher, with his aerial attack, his aerial ability was there was nobody better in the league on on some days. And then with Gary Hooper, his finishing was absolutely straight up lethal, and his um, his movement off the ball, the way he used to pull defenders out, was great. But what we have with Gregory is somebody who chases lost causes, harries defenders, gets right up their backside, and he can finish a ball as well. And he, and he, he seems to have more to his game. Does he have the finishing of Gary Hooper? No. Does he have the aerial presence of, of Stephen Fletcher? No. But there is no way, shape or form. I'm calling him a jack of all trades, master of none. You know what I mean? I, I think he's a different player, and I think he's a, a proper old school number nine. Now, Ben... Just to, just to mention, like, obviously we all see him like from the like stands and whatever. And I know some people will have met him in person and whatever. But just to clarify, like even when he was like an electrician, he was fucking massive. Absolutely massive. And he's about six foot two, six foot three. Like he is enormous and solid muscle. So there's a reason that he's getting. Yeah, a bit like you. Uh, there's a reason that he's getting in and around those spots as well. And actually somebody, you know, we, we sometimes talk about players when you say they are actually too muscly and they're too muscular, they're too fit. That's to why be a I'm striker. not a pro footballer. Exactly. That's, that's and why. Yeah, same. Um, but <laughs> it's just, <laughs> but I think that's something that you don't necessarily see from the side of the pitch. You know, like when you're watching it in the stands, he's enormous. He's an mm, absolute shit house. And the fact that he can run and he's getting into the positions that he does and he's scoring the goals that he does is, again, a like, testament to his fitness, really, because, you know... It takes I, I a lot to move their legs around. Yeah. <laughs> can't walk to Asda. Yeah. <laughs> now, Ben, I don't want to make you feel left out all this tall person chat. Uh, tell us about the goal, pal. <laughs> tell us about the goal. It's not It's not all about how tall you are. <laughs> but the goal... Um, yeah, as I've said, Barry and you played a big part in it. Um then we get the corner, Bannon whips it in. Ali Dean played a big part in it at the back post, towering header. Um, I don't know who flicked it on from there, to be honest. I, can, I don't even think... It was a melee, see. wasn't it? Yeah, I don't melee. even think you can see yeah. from replays. But, yeah, stories on hand to, to, to pop it in. And I think it was the right decision just on team selection to bring him back in for Iofa. I think that showed. I think we're a lot steadier at the back. The, overall, let's be, I know we'll talk about the goal, but... Let's be honest, overall, we were a lot a lot more assured um, across the back line. I thought Arlie Dean were colossus all day, to be honest. I think he's... He's a right bellend, though, isn't he? You can just like, see it. What he's I like a about complete him. Yeah. brick. Yeah. I love it. He's a class above. He's a class above. And 
if we did go up, hopefully we do, then we we got to look at trying to keep him permanently. I don't think we've got a, a, an hope if if we didn't. But um, I, tell, I tell you what, Ben, listen, let's put a pin in that because I've got some uh, feedback from one of the listeners about that exact thing. So let's come back with it and I will come to you to discuss that because uh, I think I think it's a really interesting point, uh, if I'm honest. So uh, so let, let, let's move forward then. So the, the game, we had a few more chances. We've gone in 1-0 up, Steve. And then it's the another. The, second, the goal was in the second half, wasn't it? Yeah. Mm. yeah. Mm. And then it's another last minute thrown away two points. I mean, it, it's getting frustrating now, isn't it? I, 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 have you done any bath stats to tell us? Tell us how many <laughs> how many points were thrown away. I saw, I saw you releasing stats on Twitter, which is why I've come to you about it, and I want to know what it is you've. It, uh, I, my my comment was the the points we've dropped, um, and I I just picked out a couple of games, didn't I? Um, and, and said if we if we'd have not dropped the points, we'd dropped against Shrewsbury and Lincoln, um, Wimbledon. Wimbledon, Cheltenham, Morecambe, Cheltenham, Gillingham. Oh, God, it's too long, isn't it? It's, too- <laughs> it's huge, man. The reality is, you could you could half that list, and it, it was actually it was Ash, wasn't it? Uh, he, he's got a little graphic. It'd be yeah. maybe worth sharing on, on on the socials at some point. But the 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 form against the teams that are sort of fourteenth down, and the points that we've dropped have, have been the massive sort of issue that we've got and you know when we sit here at the end of the season we, we we deconstruct whether or not it's been a successful season or not um we'll go to those points we'll we'll, we'll look at uh last saturday well for me personally we've played lincoln twice and shrewsbury tra- twice and got two points out of 12 you know if you if you stick another i don't know stick another six points on that we're we're much further up the league and then you know you take away the, the wimbledon goal the bolton goal that's another four points and then all of a sudden those those last minute goals that have absolutely killed us. Um, it's it's a different story, isn't it? Uh, and I, I I think rather than discussing the the, the, the sort of the, the the goal on Saturday, just to a point, um, it becomes a very different conversation about whether or not this has been a successful season. It becomes a very different different conversation about whether or not Darren Moore is the right person for the job because we we're, we're sitting first, second, third in and around automatic promotion with it generally speaking, probably in our hands with the teams that we've got to play again uh, be- before the end of the season. And, you know, we're, we're, we're sitting here thinking we've got a chance of going up automatically. It, it was an absolute kick in the teeth on Saturday. Um, and we did say uh, last week that a point wouldn't be a disaster, but it did feel like an absolute kick in the knackers when that goal went in and the manner that he went in as well. Now, for our female listeners and yourself, Vic, uh, kick in the knackers hurts loads. Um, and that's what he meant by that. <laughs> now, Vic, cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, Vic, you know, I saw a tweet before we came on this evening that's um, talking about, you know, that every time we don't win, Darren Moore's name gets brought up and brought into conversation at the time. You know, Steve Steve mentioned it a few weeks ago that we won't be speaking about it had we have won, you know what I mean, and, uh, after the Lincoln game. And, uh, and he's right, but... <clears throat> What I want to do is talk about our promotion prospects. And given the squad we've got, we have got four or five players that are 100% playing below their level right now. You know what I mean? You've got Story, who is a championship player. Mendes Lang, who's a championship player. You've got Barry. You've got Luongu. You know what I mean? You, uh, and Harley Dean. Right? Let, let's talk about those, you know, those players. And things. If we don't get automatic promotion or if we don't get promoted at all, this season has been a bloody disaster, right? Talking about this, was it last night, Stevie? Night before, um, where we were just we were having a bit of a rant. Stevie's on, he's on annual leave, so he texts me now. Um, and we were saying, I mean, first up, they're not championship players; they are playing in League One for Sheffield Wednesday. So let's just get that out of the way. They are not championship players; they are playing in League One. Um, whether or not they think they're good enough for the championship, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. Even in, down to Barry Bannon, he's still a League One player, as far as I'm concerned. Um, but Stevie and I were talking about, it and we were saying, you know. Do we, is it a point that you call for his head if we don't get promoted? Is it a point that you go, oh, look at all these two points we've dropped? Um, and we, we both kind of, we were at different ends with it, weren't we, Steve? Like where you were just like, I'd give him another year. And I was like, well, I think it depends how we finish the season. If we don't even finish in the playoffs, I think I'm going to, as a fan, and not as somebody who's travelled to away games this season, I haven't been able to, I would call for his head if we don't get in the playoffs because I think those points dropped have been so vital. But then look at Stevie's face. 
this was his other argument. I'm going to try and scroll back, Stevie. You could, I'll find out what we said. All right, Sai, what do you reckon? I mean, come on. Right, okay. Um, I would hope, right, if, if we don't make the playoffs, we finish seventh, um, you can't sack him on that. You can't sack him on that. But what we've got to do next season is we've got to start off and continue how we started this season off. If he starts making the same mistakes, if we see the same issues coming in, has he learned from what you what in any job you want you need to see people learn from the mistakes, right? Mm-hmm. Take away the injuries, take away the injuries, take away that. Sorry, what mistakes has he made? He didn't know what his starting lineup was for five years. I, I listed his mistakes to you last night. Oh, God. He, he yeah, go on, Sai. Finish the, Wim, the, Wimble, the Wimbledon game where we capitulated in the second half. I can't remember who he took off, but did you bring Brown on in the second half? Just didn't. Steve's going to explode here right now. But yeah, yeah. Carry on, Sai. Carry on Steve, in spite Steve, of there are, there are You cannot sit there and say that he has not made mistakes. You were at the Cambridge game. Through the entire Cambridge game to 70 minutes, he played the wrong formation. He changed it. We equalised, right? That was a formation we should have played from 10, 15 minutes in when it wasn't working. That was a mistake, right? Managers make mistakes. Nobody, But I would definitely not sack him on how we've done this season because it's a new team, completely new team. We, we are finding our way. I do think we should finish at least in the playoffs. But you've got to look at the chopping and changing of the side. Some was forced upon him by injuries, etc. But some recently have been tinkering tinkering with the side where really did we need Gillingham game you know why change the back four of of what he what he did in regards to bringing Dunkley and who had an absolute nightmare of a game you know it's the dropping of Shadipo after he'd scored a hat-trick and put him on the bench little things like that which are in my mind errors of judgment so he's got to he's you can't sack him on on finishing seventh in the league or getting in the playoffs or not getting to the playoff final. You know, that, that, that is a successful season in my mind, to a point. But if he starts doing the same things next year, and I can't say, do you give him 10 games, do you give him 15 games? I hope so we've got till him, Christmas for you, I, I I'd, I'd like to think that we've got the rest of the season and we go up. You know, he, he, I, I, want, I, want, I want the guy to succeed. I don't want anybody to fail at all, because at the end of the day, it's our club. We want to see somebody successful managing them because they'll go up and they'll be successful, right? Okay, okay, yeah. all right. So that's pretty pragmatic side, to be fair. Right. I, I don't think I, I don't think I was. I think you're on more fence, more on the fence than I am. Actually, that's actually surprised <laughs> me. Okay, so Vic. So Steve we'll come to Steve after. Were, in my opinion, I guess that's what IMO means, Stevie. The job he's done is similar to making the Titanic waterfall watertight. We are in free fall. Uh, we were in free fall. Reality is, at the end of the season, we all understood that it might take ten, two to three years. And I suggest that I'll be very disappointed, and in him, to be honest, because his stupid tactics, as Simon's just mentioned, have cost us. Steve. But I won't call for his head if he picks it up now. And Stevie said, I'll be gutted. I want to get up, especially because I think we would do okay in the championship with this side and kick on again, but we've got to be stable. And then Stevie said... So my comment about his tactics costing us, quote, quote, reply, fair. <laughs> um, In depth. And then we just went on to somewhere else. But yeah, so I think we're just, <laughs> it's kind of just, <laughs> we just started slagging off fudge. No. Yeah, um, <laughs> then it was just, it is, for me, it's like Simon just said, like there's been games where you've sat there and you've looked at the lineup or you've sat there and you've watched the substitutions. And don't get me wrong, there have been probably two or three games this year where he's made a substitution that you've gone, Jesus Christ, that's won us the game. Like that was an incredible decision to make. But there have been a lot that you've kind of gone, what the hell is happening with this lineup? Berahino, we mentioned earlier, you know, I've never been his biggest fan, but he finally found his feet. He finally found himself. He was he scored him. a hat trick and then we dropped him. I think, but what, <laughs> what are we doing? Um, so for me, it's, you know, we, we got more on board as a League One manager who was doing very, very good things with Doncaster. And look what's happened to Doncaster since. Uh, lol. Very um, good point. And I think that's why we brought him on board because we knew that he could do a job in this league. We said that at the end of last season. We knew we were going down. That's why we brought him on. Um, 
But I do think there have been some silly, silly mistakes. And the fact that, you know, he Darren Moore was one of the best defenders of his generation in the leagues that he played in. He was solid. He was, you know, he was no shit and he just got on with it. And yet we can't defend a set piece. And there are things to me that I go, oh, I, I don't know. I, I've, I never, ever want to call for a manager's head. And I'm absolutely not doing that now. But I, think I did it live on ITV about Tony Pulis. I talked good things about Darren Moore when we first signed him. And someone still wished they'd hung me in Hillsborough Park. So who knows? Um, <laughs> but yeah, I think if we don't get at least in the playoffs, it's a very, very disappointing outcome from what okay. could be. Okay, right, Steve. I'm going to come to you now, and Ben. I'm going to get you to referee it. So you've got, you've got, you've got Vic here, Simon here. Steve's, Steve's going to literally talk at you now, and don't forget he's bigger than you, right? And he knows where you live. I can't pull cars like Ben does. <laughs> <laughs> so, go, so go on, Steve. Let's uh, let's hear it. Let's go on. Um, listen, I'm, I'm, I stand by everything that's been said. I, I'm, for me, I think, and this is no disrespect to anybody else on the party. It's no disrespect to Darren Moore or the players. And it's just my own personal having, and listen, I was not a footballer. I'm not a footballer. I was very lucky to play at the level that I played at, but I've I've played with some decent lads and under some very, very good coaches and managers. And I just personally have this internal, what's the word, disconnect with with, with that sort of mistake, the term mistake. I don't, I, I don't know where, making mistakes start for Darren Moore and Darren Moore trusting players to go out and do a job. And that's the thing. When I talk about what mistakes has Darren Moore made, we can talk about Cambridge. Absolutely fine. Um, is it a mistake to make that, to, to play that formation when it wasn't working? Yeah, absolutely. hundred percent. But you look at the players that we've got, you look at the, the substitutions that he's made. You look at people that have come onto the pitch at various points within the game. We've all sat there and gone, yeah, absolutely. We, we, we're waxing lyrical about Saido Berahino at the moment. Bless his heart, he spent six months being slated because he was absolute shit, mm. you know. And then all of a sudden he's got, he's found a bit of form, he scored some goals and, you know, Moore's come out and gone, we've had to manage him because he was playing out in Belgium and uh, the, the standard wasn't right. And then we sit back and we go, that was an absolute masterstroke. And when he sat on the bench and he's looking dis- disinterested and where, you know, it comes out that all of a sudden he's been, um, he's been, working in the gym and he's been getting stronger and he's been working on his match fitness and all of this side and the other, all of a sudden we, in more we trust, you know? So at what point are we saying the, 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 the book stops with Darren Moore and at what point are we saying the book stops with the players and the, the, you know, the, the, the form of the players and the things that the players are doing on the pitch and chuck into that, the injuries that we've had and, you know, the mistakes that have been made, mistakes that have been made, the, you know, the, the, the lack of form and lack of, um, impact that certain players have had within various points within games. You know, Darren Moore cannot legislate for Bailey Peacock foul, an international goalkeeper of absolute top quality. I don't care what anybody says. Can't legislate for him putting the ball on the floor uh, at Ipswich. That's not Darren Moore's fault. That's cost us two points. You know, you okay. can't legislate. Pardon? That's one moment. Like, I, it's I come as someone, like, I played to an all right level as girls football was in the noughties like so I played for South Yorkshire I played for Dromfield played for North East Derbyshire um, and managers to me never really got involved I was kind of at the level that we were all kind of growing up and they just kind of like went go out there and win Vic put crosses in so I didn't really get the sort of managerial link to things like you and Ben probably do Stevie where you know you've had a professional semi-professional manager who has been you know a coach as well as a manager and not just told you to go out and win so I don't really get I guess what his role is if that makes sense like I get it I know what he does but you know what I mean I don't really know what I, I he tell you, I tell you what it was for a me. game I'll tell you what it was for me I played for briefly for Andy Sinton when he was in charge of fleet yeah. um about Drop that one good number of years ago count. eh did you hold his coat? <laughs> Why the fuck did we not get him on lockdown live? Hey, he didn't like me. Um, so, <laughs> but what it was, I, I, as I was getting older and as I was getting bigger, I mean, I was in my early 30s at this point now, and I found myself, I'd lost, what's that phrase? I'd lost that yard of pace. And um, 
And he would come up to me and he'd go, fudge, I need you to stop doing it. Because what I'd do, I'd take a step up, let the geezer run on and then waft my arm in the air and go, I'm any ref, like, you know what I mean? Uh, because I just couldn't be asked to chase these quick, nippy strikers anymore. Or I'd absolutely chin them all over the floor. But what he used to do to some of the lads, he used to manage them in a different way in order to build that confidence. Do you know what I mean? That some of the players had. We had one kid, uh, Stacey, God, he was a dick. But yeah, what a peg, what a left peg on him. And he'd go, Stacey, come And he got away with bloody murder. And he used to wind me up. And then I'd get retreated as the dad. And he'd go, come on, Fudge, you've got to get your arm around Stacey. And we didn't listen to anybody. You know what I mean? It was all that. It was those little individual conversations that you used to have that would make you go out on that pitch and want to tear someone's head out or beat that winger or beat that fullback and stuff like that. Sometimes I just I just feel that his niceness kind of gets in the way. But right, Ben, you've got you've got the unenviable task now of refereeing this year, pal. So we've got Simon who says, you know, playoffs wouldn't be a terrible season. You've got Victor says he has made a lot of mistakes and we're playing catch up. And you've got Steve that says mistakes don't mean what you think he does. Go on. So what I think is that regardless of what happens, you don't sack him because after the four years that we've had, probably since, you know what, since Carlos going, there's been no real continuity. And look at look at Carlos now. I was listening to him on TalkSport yeah. today going, Shit, he was good, wasn't he? And I, w- I was banging the drum for him to bugger off after that, after that yeah. third bite we'll, of that cherry we'll that work. got. And we'll, I was we'll like, work. get rid. But, 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 but that, that's, what, that's sort of thing of what I'm saying, that we now need to stick with someone through thick and thin, good and bad. So for me, whether the, if we don't make the playoffs, we've massively underachieved for me with the squad that we've got. There's no, no hiding from that. If we get into the playoffs and don't go up, it's it's for me still a disappointing season, but you, I don't think you can sack him. Um, I, said, I, don't, I, I don't think anybody's really disagreeing with me on that one. I think we've all got, <laughs> like 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 Vic says, we've all started at different ends and we've all ended up with sacking him would probably be a shit idea. Yeah, I mean, I can see why people would say that, especially if we didn't even make the playoffs. I can see why there'd be that argument with with what he's had at his disposal. Um, but for me, we need that continuity over two or three years and you, you, you have just got to stick with some otherwise you bring it comes purely uh, for 10 days you, 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 you bring someone in and you're saying oh it's not their squad oh he needs time to build it oh he needs two transfer windows it don't work you start again it's 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 all a gamble whether you stick with him or not mm-hmm. but for me I think the, the continuity is what we need and <laughs> We, at the start of the season, we, we sat here and said we might be 10th, 11th, which at one point we might have been. But the good run that we've been on post-Christmas has put us in this position. Um, and as, we, as, we've, as we've mentioned, <clears throat> if, if games finish in 80 minutes, which they don't, and if it weren't down to a lot of individual errors, we'd, we'd be on a lot more points than, than we are this season. And that's where it comes down to Steve's points about Player yeah. injury, uh, player issues, and, and for me, we, we can go on about uh, the the influence Moore's having from set pieces late on, and the goals that we've conceded late on. This were happening before Darren Moore. This were happening since Stoke Boxing Day 2019 or whatever. That's when this started, and for some reason, for, for for some reason, we've changed. Uh, what we got one one or two centre halves left from that point. Um, Wrestling will change, we'll change a lot of the squad. And for whatever reason, it's still happening. Whether it's all late goals we've scored at Rotherham, it's going back to Warners in tenfold, twentyfold, then possibly. But for me, a lot of the goals that we've conceded late on have been individual mistakes. You look at what Stevie said with Peacock Farrell. I think the ones at Cheltenham and Wim- the Cheltenham one, I think Dunkley had a fair fair bit to play in in letting uh, point slip there. Looking back at Wimbledon, you look at Jaden Brown. Individual Darren Moore. Jaden Brown, God, he, does he still play for us? Yeah, as, yeah. as much as as much as we can say, him. As, as much as we can say about Darren Moore, he can't stop that, and he can't. The, the one on Saturday, it, it it's gonna flee Gregory's thigh. That yeah. he can't. It, 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 it's not like a. Free header with letters manslip, which, which did happen in the first half, one or two times throughout the game, especially in the first half, they had a great chance. But on that occasion, what we've conceded from is it's a spozzy goal, to be honest. Spozzy, 
they are. And they've made it 1 1. And for me, there's nothing Darren Moore can do about that. Oh, no. Lee Gregory's oh. there to defend the corner at last minute because, as Vic says, six foot three and being massive for the last 15 years. So you've got to have him in there. And it, it's. Like a walnut, Ben. He's honestly, he is enormous. He makes you look skinny. Yes, um, I think we've got to look for next season if we don't go up. Is he's, he's now got a core of a team. You know, all right, Jack Hunt's contract runs out, but I think Hunty's already said he want he would like to stay, and I'm sure it wouldn't be an issue signing him. He's got to look at the the, the defenders we've got, as in Dunkley and Orfer, because I actually do think there are reserve centre backs right now as well. Yeah, and I, and I actually think the guys we've got in, and obviously they're on loan, are a different gravy to to Iorfer and Dunkley. I think they are better centre backs with Hutch in the middle. We've obviously got Byers and and we've got Bannon tied up with contracts, but Luongo's contract's up and there's question marks whether or not he would wants to stay A, up north, or B, actually in the UK. And then, obviously, we've got um, Berahino, his contract's up at the end of the season. Um, we talk about Darren Moore, though. Come on, man. Darren, Darren yeah, exactly. You, you said it on the rest of the show. Will, will Windass stay? You know, he's injury, he's very injury-prone. Do we want to keep him? But he has got a, a really good core there to build upon. And he's got that that team, you know, to to add to. He, he, that's what I liked about the January January transfer window is we didn't start the, the players he brought in. He had to bring in because of injuries, and he brought some good centre backs in. Obviously, Dean got injured straight away, but he, you know he's come back and, and he, he is what we need at the back there. Um, so, so we've got we and that team he's played now for a season, so he knows that team. So running into next season, it needs a little bit of additions here and there. And and we've got a side that, and again, this last minute goals, and like, like Ben was saying, some of the goals that they've scored, if he can keep a, a strong and settled side, why, why? I mean, Christ, we haven't finished this season yet. We might end up in the playoffs, get to the playoff final win, and we'll be talking about the championship next season. That would be a lovely conversation to have. On the, on the back don't. of that, though, Si, I think a lot of people do forget that, it, you know, I, for what for every, for the five months, I, I believe, I don't think he knew what his best team was and mm. he's been fortunate to, to fall into the players that he's got, you know, on one side of the coin. On the other, which is why I don't feel um, we should be pulling the trigger on him, is purely based on his recruitment. Now, how much mm. he personally has to do with that, we have had an issue with recruitment for a number of years. I remember Vic saying on this show literally about six years ago that our neighbours over the road tend to develop players a lot better than we do. They, they have a really good academy system and we don't seem to have had that. And we always seem to have got our recruitment piss poor wrong as well. Um, so, you know, that's something that Moore has had a lot of involvement in. And, and, and for me, he gets a big tick on that. So if we do get promoted, I'd be really interested to see what, what pulling power he's got. But I'm going to put a pin in that because I feel like we're all, uh, we're all agreeing, but not. A little thing extra. So we mentioned, obviously, Carlos. Um, and that now feels like a century ago, doesn't it? That, that moment that we were 90 minutes from the Premier League. Mm. You know, we're talking about hopefully now getting back to the Championship. And... You know, for me, Darren Moore is the most likeable and qualified person that we've had in since Carlos. Um, look at what Carlos is doing now. Christ, he is like ripping the Portuguese league apart. Like it's absolutely ridiculous. And I do think on that vein, like, you know, the grass isn't always greener. We were calling, you know, for Carlos's head at a point that, we were mid-table in the championship, you know, things were a little bit shitty and yeah, we, we got rid of somebody and brought in Jos Lukai and look at that. So I think, yeah, it's, you can't judge everything on one manager. And I think, I think the Carlos situation is probably for the younger of the podcast, me and Ben, um, probably, you know, a bit more close to home because he is one of the first sort of, aside from Sturrock and, you know, I, I, I've been there three Trevor Francis days and whatever, but he's been one of those managers that has kind of knitted us all together and brought us that kind of collective belief again since Danny Wilson absolutely shithoused it away back in 1999. So maybe, yeah, we don't, 
we don't need to be too negative you know he, let's let's stick he's a nice man old darren is a nice man i'd take carlos back tomorrow he could have the attic bedroom you know if 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 my ukrainian refugee turns up i'll sell you i'm sorry I've got Carlos now. That's it. You know, Ukrainian. You call us over Ukraine. Yeah, that's, that's what I'll call the show. Yeah, I do think. Yeah, we need to at some point just kind of address that kind of the grass is greener and whatever else. And actually, we were all slating Carlos what four years ago, three years ago. It's not even that long ago, is it? Four. It is. Is Five. it? It Five? is. Ben was still at Ben was still at high school. It will soon be ten years since we were at playoff final. Oh, jeez. All right. All right, but anyway, let's... yeah, grass isn't always green. Can, can I it? just say one last thing about the Bolton game? And it's a bit of a rant. Oh, hang on. All right. Can can it wait? Because I'm yeah. busting for a <laughs> slash and I've been and I've been dead polite. So I'm gonna put a break in right now. Here's a word from our sponsor. The Wednesday week is sponsored by Michael Constantine Wealth Management. We bet you can't find a financial advisor closer to Hillsborough Stadium. So welcome back. Uh, that was a word from our sponsor, and I've had a lovely wee. I hope you too have all got your poos and wees out like you're going on a big car journey. Now, uh, Simon did mention just before the break that we were uh, that he had something to say on the bottom game to wrap that up, but Steve's got something to add about the Darren Moore managerial merry-go-round bits. It's just a real quick one. Um, I'm actually listening, midway through listening to a different podcast. Um, don't look at me like that. <laughs> Um, I'm, I'm, I'm on the High Performance podcast at the minute, and this week it's David Moyes. And I've, I've been listening to that. Yeah, it's, it, it's interesting. Um, and it just made me think, you know, you look at, first of all, Alex Ferguson, he talks about Manchester United a little bit. You, t- you, you look at the, the Fergie being however close he was to getting sacked until Mark Robbins scored the goal in 1990, I think it was. Um, I've got no frame of reference and chronology on that. It's just me being as was once a kid, um, he was he was going to get sacked. He was three, four years into the job and they weren't happy. Um, they stuck with him because he got a last-minute equaliser, as I remember. Um, and then they went on and kicked on, won the league. It took him another two, three years to win the league after that, to be to be fair. Um, but they stuck with him. And, it, you know, they had higher expectations. They were, a, at the time, arguably a bigger club than, obviously, Sheffield Wednesday are. Um, and look at the success that followed. And you look at where David Moyes is now, mm-hmm. and you look at the, the the shite that Manchester United have, have, have had to go through since getting rid of Moyes after Fergie. What would have happened if they'd have stuck with Moyes and held their nerve a little bit for another year or two um, and accepted that it might get a little bit worse before it gets better, just to sort of bring it round from a... a I, get, I get what you mean, Steve, but, you know, for every... For every Alex Ferguson success story, there's also a, a Tony Pulis. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm a- absolutely not suggesting for one second that Darren Moore's the man to get us into the Premiership and, you know, have us battling mid-table, West Ham, that sort of level, because that's the aspiration now for a, a team like Sheffield Wednesday in 2022. That's, you know, that's what we're aiming for, isn't it? We're never going to win the Premiership. But, you know... I- I'd, I'd also argue that the, the job that he's doing at the moment is better than anything Pulis did. It's better than what we had under Monk. Um, it's more exciting in some it, some it, respects. It's better. It's better. Um, and I think, you know, we, we've talked about this. I just think we need to be careful what we wish for. Okay. Okay. So, so solid point. Solid point. Now, Sight, wrap up the Bolton game for us, and then we'll go to my big philosophical question. Right. This, I was a bit disappointed with our fans on, on Saturday in regards to after we scored the goal and um, the pyrotechnics that were thrown onto our own fans from the top tier. It was pretty much, well, it was out of order, big style. Um, pyrotechnics, fine, but come on. I, I, we, were, we were on the edge looking down on those below and they came over and they were hitting our fans on the heads. And it was... Not a nice thing to see. I love celebrating goals. It's fantastic. If you want to hold the pyrotechnic in your hand, whatever, but this throwing them, I'm sorry. I know I'm a 51-year-old, old, mardy, old white man living in Sheffield, um, and I'm allowed yes, to yes, moan because it's my age, but that was shit out of order. And if we'd been sat in that lower tier, could have been Ben, it could have been Vic, it could have been Ash and his young lad who goes to school with my boy. Could have been anyone, and, it, and one went over and hit a young lad on the head, and it, it, it was it was a bit scary to be honest. Some went on the pitch, 
And oh, Berahino went down with a head injury, didn't he? I yeah, don't know I think what he that got caught in the melee when we when we scored. I don't think it was the first someone said was it pyrotechnic, but come on, it, it doesn't say rocket him. science. We had don't throw him. You know what I mean? Just, just, just don't like throw him. If you want to you can hold it in your hand, I've got yeah. I've, I've, I've no problem with that. Yeah, if, exactly. If you, yeah. if you if you want to take a ban for it, take a fucking ban for it. Just yeah, go. if you're big enough to buy a pyrotechnic and take it into the ground, if you're big enough to buy a bloody firework or a Molotov cocktail and take it in, I, I don't like myself. I, I think it's brilliant. It brings atmosphere. I think it's fantastic. But then when you start launching them, knowing full well that the lads, the people blow you, and it's still not acceptable if it's away fan, if it's home fans or away fans right. blow you. There are people blowers, and and somebody could have got seriously injured. And 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 I know it sounds oh it's dead boring. It's these having monitors that were out of order, proper proper out of order. It's wrong. That's so, yeah. I remember being at Bramall Lane. Um, gosh, probably fifteen years ago, something like that, when we played them on a. I think it was a Friday night. Uh, Frank Songo played. I can't. I can't really remember. What can Elvin Salaminan telling the story there? Like, I think we were playing playing that went into the crowd and it hit this girl right in the middle of the eye. She was only twelve, and I remember at the time it was all over the star and everything. Nearly blinded her. I I, I, I love our fans. I think we. I think they're brilliant. The atmosphere they bring is Mm -hmm. brilliant. But I think sometimes you just need to rein it in a little bit. You know, and 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 seeing our own fans get hurt, I wouldn't want anybody getting hurt. But just seeing our own fans getting hurt, and a young lad as well, probably a little bit younger than my son, who's thirteen, I'd have been, sorry, excuse the the f word, I'd have been fucking livid. Yeah, we don't swear on this podcast, but I I, re- I get your passion there, Si. Uh, I tell you what, that, that is a really I'm solid swearing, point. Sam. You know, stop it off. And also, it's a League One game against Bolton. That's really fucking tin pot, lads. You know what I mean? Uh, if, if it were like a cup final, or, or even if it were a pizza trophy, I'd still be fucking embarrassed. <laughs> you met me toes, girl. But Jesus wept. Come on now, lads. Right, I'm going to move this on because we're into the last 10 minutes. And, uh, and, and I think Simon's going to tell us about the train travel times down to Milton Keynes at some point. So what we're going to do, <laughs> this is going to be the point that I, I, I mentioned earlier. Now, um, back in the early part of the season, we had a, we had a guy on called, uh, called Stokey. And, uh, and he's not been very well. Uh, you know, he's the guy that sends me the eight eight message text messages that, that I mentioned before, and uh, and he's not been too clever, and he's uh, he's in hospital. So, um, and what he does, I thought I will I will give him a platform, and I'll go. Come on, what's your points? Come on, get him across. So I went scrolling through back through our conversation, and I'll not lie, there's a lot to pick at, but he, he came up with one today that I wanted to bring to you. And uh, Ben, I, you know, you, you touched on it earlier on. Um, he said. I know Dean is doing well for us, but I could always I always get wary of 30 plus signings, meaning their age, not signing 30 players. Uh, it's just not very forward thinking. It's a stopgap signing. I'm already a bit like, fuck, our front line is messed up with the future because Gregory, Gregory has one, maybe two or to push good seasons left in him. So that's a time bomb getting a replacement there. I love Pato, but he's not ex- exactly blessed with quality. And Canberra tries, but falls short. And Berahino as well. Berahino. But the, the original point remains. I mean, Harley Dean... He's, I think he's great, and you, you're right. He's he's a big bell end, um, but in a good way. <laughs> if if that's the thing, I think, I'm pretty sure Cameron Dawson writes that about me in toilet toilet walls. But Ben, what you know, Harley Dean, you touched on him earlier on. He, would you give him another bite of the cherry? How long a contract would you give him if, if we offered one? Do you reckon there'd be other clubs offering him three, four year contracts, that type of thing? And that's where we might lose him. Yeah, I think that I think where we might lose him is if. We don't go up. He's not going to stay in League One. Uh, sort of the last maybe three, three or four good years of his career, um, especially not at this stage because he's shown he's too good for it. Um, I think if we if we did go up, I think we'd have a chance. I'd, I'd offer him a couple of years. I don't see there being anything wrong with that from our point of view. Um, as you've said, we we signed Gregory who was 32, 33, 33, I think. And let's be honest, he's We've needed him this season. I don't. I, I get the the idea of it being a stopgap, but you could say that anyone's a stopgap in that case. Even if you say <laughs> four or five years, you're still filling that place for four or five years. So he's a quality player, and and for me, if we if we did go up, you've got to try and keep him. You've got to try and keep him if we didn't go up, but I don't think that's going to happen. Um, the same can be probably said for Jordan Story, to be honest. 
Fair enough. Fair enough. Now, now. I'm get... so depressed that I am now at an age. I was literally going to start the entire age. thing with that entire thing. I was going to go. Well, you're an old man. Do you know what? No, I'll come to Vic. Too old to be a footballer. Yeah, yeah. Wait till I, I you get older ID'd than the managers. In home bargains tonight for a gin liqueur. I got ID'd, and I said to girl on till I said, she's went. Have you got any ID? And I looked in my purse and I was like, I don't know. I said, I hope I have, because I'm old enough to be your mother. Because she had to ask, right? She ID'd me, then she had to ask for the manager's position to sell me the gin liqueur that I was buying because she wasn't 18. I was like, you cheeky fucker. And now we are discussing whether a player in his 30s, in his 30s, is too old to play football. And do you know what, Simon... I think me and you should just buy a bungalow. <laughs> I give up. I, Lee, oh, yeah. Lee Gregory actually was born after I passed my driving test. Oh, my God. That means it, I was. It's when you get older than the managers. That's always really upsetting. You know what I mean? Because, like, Gary Monk was a year older than me, and I remember thinking, this isn't far off coming. You know what I mean? I remember like, years ago when we signed Gary Medine before he was Gary Medine, and I remember saying to my mum, "God, he, he's a bit of a he's a bit of all right." And my mum was like, "You've had a season ticket longer than he's been alive," <laughs> and that ruined me. That ruined me. Welcome so, to my world. Oh no! I'll tell you what, actually, that's a good question over. to put I'm out. A middle-aged I'll... white man. That's yeah, it. yeah, that's you now. I'll put it out. I'll put. I'll put out the question. I'll. I'll tell him who was the player that made you realise how old you are. You know, the first time we signed a player that was younger than you. You know what I mean. So I'll put that out today. That'll be uh, player Chris Bart Williams, young God I'm Almighty. Say, really? Probably. Fucking hell! <laughs> how, old when he, how old was he when he signed for us? Uh, it was like seventeen. Yeah, he was, and it was like 92, 93, wasn't it? Yeah. So I'd, have been, I'd have been 22, yeah. Sweet child of mine. Well, I'll tell you what, let's let's uh, let's stop before Nan and Grandad carry on talking about the immersion eater and all the rest of it. <laughs> <laughs> right, so oh, what's, what's going on at the weekend, pal? And give me a prediction. Well, I, 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 was, I was a bit shocked. I saw it all over Twitter today about, um, uh, apparently, on Saturday night, we're uh, Wednesday playing Milk King's Doms. Really? Um, there's How many tickets have we sold? Over 5,000, apparently. You never heard of it. How you? long is the journey? Uh, apparently, it's about 250 miles round trip. <laughs> oh my God, on Easter weekend. Please is tell it me Easter there are weekend? trains. Never. Are there trains available, Simon? Apparently not, but. Is it on Sky? Oh, now. <laughs> apparently, apparently, we've put busters on. <laughs> just for context, right? I messaged our WhatsApp group earlier just saying. Hi, guys. Does anyone know how many tickets we've sold for Saturday and how long the round trip is? And if there are any trains back above And Simon was like, actually, it's a pretty good showing. And then he logged on to Twitter and saw what I was on about. <laughs> but it is a good showing. It is. And, it's fantastic. It, is, know, it is impressive. I know Steve's going with his daughter. I'm going with my son. Ben, are you going? I'm going. Has it moved? I've got bloody work. I think I'm Ash really is going. Yeah, that. you were going to come, weren't you? Yeah, you were going to come. And I've got nan and duties on Saturday. And, and, and I know you're looking after yourself, getting merging eater on. Yeah. And I know Steve's staying over in the cosmopolitan land of MK. Ooh. It's, it's, it's a concrete it's bed on a concrete floor in a concrete room. But it needs to be the best room possible. For, for a £10 upgrade, I could have got a room in the hotel at the, at the stadium that when I opened the curtains would have looked over the pitch. Would you have to leave it like 7.30, though? Can you watch the game from your, from your bedroom? That's what Molly said, but, you know... Um... Would you be like that bloke in that Birmingham game? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> She's like, Daddy, for an extra £10, we could sit in our room and watch it. I'm like, that's not the point. Steve, I'd give you a tenner. I, I, you know, I ain't got. To, I ain't, I'm not going to get fireworks thrown at me. I can have a beer, and and you know that sm- that smell of piss you and blood. Sit in your pants. You can yeah. literally sit in your pants and watch the football match. <laughs> yeah, Daryl Latchford, Homer Simpson. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Go sports. Daryl Latchford. <laughs> yeah, in it. All right. So Simon, let's have a let's have a let's have a prediction out of you. Uh, Two hundred and fifty mile round trip, five thousand people, no trains on a bank holiday weekend. What are we saying? Oh crap. Well, they're the form team, aren't they? Are they? 
Yeah. Um, somebody put a form table out today. We, we, we're actually not bad. We'd be sixth rather than fifth. So we're there or thereabouts. Thank you that, you chuff. But, but, but Rotherham are proper near the bottom. Um, MK Dons, I think, and top. Or we, no, Wigan are top. Did they lose through the day, MK? What Dons? are we fucking talking about? What's the score going to be? What's it? <laughs> <laughs> She's happening. Hey, I'm just trying to go around to the fact that I haven't got a bloody clue. All right. <laughs> but we always raise our game, as Steve always brings up, and I agree entirely with him. We always raise a game against the better teams. So it's not one of the lower teams where we'll like, you know, where we'll play Gillingham and nil-nil draw away from home. So I'm going to take Stevie's bath. 2 1. 2 1 Wednesday. 2 1. I got cramp in my wrist. They're waiting for you to tell me. Here we are, right? Simon says 2 1. 2 1. Two. Have you written it in pencil? I've written it in pencil, so I can rub it out later on. And we could pretend you're right when we when we cut in all the different scores that you've said in the next five minutes. Steve, what about you, pal? Uh I'll take a point. Do you know what? I think I would. I'd take a point on Saturday. Um, I think a point and a strong showing. Um, yeah, I'd be happy with that. All right. Talking one or two or what do you reckon? Do you know what? I think it'll be one all and I think they'll score in 80 minute plus. I think I think we'll get a goal and we'll, we'll be sound like there. us. Yeah, we'll be sitting here. It'll be, it'll be Bolton sequel. Um and it'll probably be Corbin who scores off the bench. And it'll go in off his arse. Yep. Or a goalkeeping error, something like that. What about you, Ben Joe? Um, I think we need to take four points from Wickham and MK Dons. Whichever way we do it, I'm not really bothered. Um, I'll go three, two Wednesday. Did you hear that, Sai? That took him about four seconds to tell me a prediction. There. <laughs> yeah, but he's young, and you know, I'm trying to make yeah, it. I've not got much longer left on this yeah, planet. I see you're just prolonging it, really. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm taller than Ben. All right. <laughs> Ben's gone three to Wendy. What about what about you, Vic? Um, I think I'm going to put my cheeky Jack Hunt bet on again because I'm 180 pounds up over the last three weeks. Just from a Jack Hunt anytime first and last. Yeah, yeah. Um, so on that note, I'm gonna go two nil Wednesday. Two nil Wendy, Vic. I'm gonna make a note of these so I can draw on them for next week because we make all these predictions and they never come back to them the following week, do we? Mm. You know what I mean? I think I, I agree with Steve. I think uh, I'll take a draw, and I think it probably would be one all, and then uh, we'll need to, need to beat Wickham. But as Daphs it sounds, we can actually cement our playoff place if um Plymouth lose and we win. Really? Is that like legit? Like so we can mm. guarantee playoffs. We can no, guarantee no. playoffs no. if one game goes our way. And that can't we... be right. There's five games left. We've got crew on Monday as well. Oh, for Tuesday. Sorry. No, it said it, it said it's on it said it's on the Sheffield Star or uh, or Yorkshire Live or you know one of the outlets. I uh, Ben's, while I was... Ben's shaking his head and Ben's a proper journalist because he know. goes to my university. It yeah well it, it can't be though can it? If there's 15 points to play for and there's Wickham yeah maybe after Wickham game. Possibly. It might be that I read. I, I'm not like, I weren't particularly paying attention. Like, you know what I mean? Hang on here. What's this one? No, hang on. I think, if we, I think if we beat MK, Crew, and Wickham, then What's yeah. We've well, we only got two games left after that anyway, haven't we? Yeah, I was going to say, in the, in the <laughs> five games. Left. Right, anyway, do you know what? Maths. That's not our strong spot. That's why we're here. So, um, what we got, Steve? Have you got some statistics for us? He's got his Kindle out. It's an iPad. Thank you. Very oh. Much. oh, if anybody is thinking uh, of buying an yeah, Amazon Kindle, uh, then they're rubbish. I have an iPad. Talking rubbish now. Uh, we're good two weeks away from being playoff safe. I blame Dom Housen for that that type of shit that I'm peddling Balls on. This are Balls, Balls are out. Balls are out. It's all gone to shit. Right, listen. So, before I wrap up tonight, there are a couple of things I want to mention. So, Stoke, you get well soon, pal. And in terms of getting well soon as well, uh, we've got Tango, who's laid up. Vic, what happened to him? Uh, I don't want to say anything that might go against any sort of court situation, but Tango had an issue at Bolton and hurt his leg and has had to have an operation and is now in a wheelchair for a while. Oh, um, right. So, Paul, we wish you all the best. Uh, know you're a big listener and you're a big friend of the show. And yeah, we just hope you get better soon. 
I like the uh, I like the idea actually. You know, I, I've just it's just dawned on me now. Something's just just dawned on me that you know we were, t- we were taking the Smagada uh, Ben last season about things that you know why is the speed camera icon what it is you know what i mean like people look young kids will look at the icon and go what the fuck is that we talk about why do you hang up a phone why it's a save icon is what it is and i've just thought you've got to explain to your daughter stevie why is he called tango and then you've got to find that advert and then just go slap around the face yeah yeah (laughs) and then try and stop your daughter slapping each other for the next year (laughs) exactly where where i've gone with it Kids yeah. actually used to just slap each other around the face. Yeah, yeah they changed it for the, the kiss. Got stopped, yeah? They changed it for the kiss. Uh, and then uh, next one, Vic, you've got some news about the wee man. Little Shay. Oh, what a legend. So he's done another leg to his numerous triathlons uh, last weekend. So he cycled to Bolton and back over the Woodhead Pass. Got absolutely drenched. He was absolutely knackered. His dad drove him home on Friday night and then they went to the match on Saturday like what on earth um so what an icon I just love him um he's into like 45 45 grand I think now something like that 40 to 45 grand unbelievable just love him what (laughs) you know none of us could do that well obviously I mean Ben does it occasionally stops for a shit here um but other than that you know it's (laughs) It's a rare occurrence that a child goes and cycles that amount, like that distance, and just wow! Fair play, fair play, and and Ben uh, Shay, it is it is a rare occurrence that a child goes that long, and it's also a rare occurrence that a child sounds like an old man in a working men's club. But I don't want you to change anything. I I, I love the kid. I love the kid. Do you know what he reminds me of? Like you know, like do you remember Unlucky Alf from the Fast Show? Like. I hope I don't fall in that bloody hole at end of our road. Like, you know what I mean? He, he sounds like that, and I love him. I love that he sounds like a middle-aged man already. You know what I mean? He, he does Yorkshire right well, and uh, he's making us all proud. And thanks a lot, Shay, for doing it. Now, listen, folks, that's us for an hour now. Uh, we're going to uh, give you a minute. <laughs> thanks a lot for joining us, and uh, we'll see you next time. See you later. The Wednesday Week is sponsored by Michael Constantine Wealth Management. We bet you can't find a financial advisor closer to Hillsborough Stadium. It's the 90th minute. You've got all your mates round. You've got your McNugget share boxes coming down the left wing, ready to go. Your mate's already been booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget. Snatching all three points, back of the net. Lubosh! Automate delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? At participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for more information. See you later. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.